Relationship Redefined. I'm your host, Elizabeth, a parent and relationship coach. As a coach, my focus is to guide you towards becoming aware, authentic, and aligned with your true self. Our outer relationships serve as mirrors reflecting our inner world. It is through this understanding that we can embark on a journey of self-discovery and alignment. On this podcast, we explore the profound connection between our inner selves and the relationships we form with others. With a focus on awareness, authenticity, and alignment, we dive into thought-provoking discussions and practical strategies to help you cultivate fulfilling relationships. Today, we're going to be talking with Dexter Horton. Uh, he is the owner of ShockwellWonders.com. Uh, Dexter, it's really nice to meet you and to be able to talk with you today. Could you please tell us a little bit about how you got started on this journey? Yes, definitely. So I originally got started, I guess it's about three, almost four years ago now, which is kind of crazy to think about. And uh, originally, I was actually in school for biochemistry. So I finished up my biochem degree. And once I got finished with that, I had made this sudden realization. And I realized that I'm not the person that I was before. I don't know if me continuing to pursue a degree that's strictly scientific is still aligned with my core values. And to kind of put that into perspective, uh, let me go back a little bit to a little bit about my past and my history. I used to be a very like depressed and sad individual. I used to have really severe anxiety and insomnia. And one day I just had this massive panic attack when I was around 18, 19-ish. And uh, I didn't know what to do about that. And I started taking like um, Xanax and things like that just, just, just to kind of help balance me out. And none of that was working. So my father actually introduced me to meditation. And he said that, you know, try this. It'll really help you to calm down and it'll help you to find like a different path that's not necessarily associated with pharmaceutical drugs and things of that nature. So as I started meditating a little bit more, I started noticing that I could wean myself off of the pharmaceuticals. A few years later, I decided to join the military. And in the military, I experienced a lot of interesting things, <laughs> some things, you know, for better or for worse, but they, you know, ultimately to, they helped to make me who I am. And I was still depressed and still angry. And I decided to delve a little bit deeper into the meditations and into metaphysics, into philosophy. And I'd always read books and researched these particular areas, but I didn't actually give myself the space to practice them practically. So as I started to do that, I started to notice that, hey, I wasn't staying up late nights anymore. I didn't have these severe headaches anymore. I wasn't as stressed out. That's not to say I was stressed on the way because it didn't. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I started to learn new coping mechanisms. And I start to say, hey, why is it that we're not teaching this to others? You know? So going back to when I graduated and got my degree in biochemistry, um, I was looking into going to graduate school. And directly, I, directly before I submitted my application for graduate school, I just got a feeling that, you know, A, 
I could uh, help humanity by studying neuroscience, which is what I was going to go to graduate school for, and, uh, you know, be a help that way. Or I could show people that path and guide them along the way that I went in order to become a more whole and complete individual. And that's ultimately how Chakra Wonders was born. That is incredible. That is so beautiful. I love that your father was able to help you, you know, get you started. And I know that it takes a lot of strength because I've known people who have weaned themselves off of drugs like that, you know, pharmaceuticals and how hard it was for them to do that. So for you to be able to do that on your own is just incredible. For sure. Thank you. And I actually had more of a struggle. I used to be a heavy drinker in my early 20s as well. And I found that to be more challenging to wean myself off of. Because growing up in a culture, uh, specifically the military culture, where everybody around you is drinking, that's just kind of a part of yes. uh, kind of <laughs> <being> a soldier. <laughs> yes. You know, any soldier will tell you, like, yeah, that's all. That's pretty much all you do is drink and fight, right? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so it took a while for me to kind of step away from that. And I noticed that when I did start to step away from the drinking again, uh, I'm just going to call it the soldier culture. And I'm not, not necessarily saying that any of that is bad. It just is what it is. And that just wasn't something that was resonating with me. And I just started to lose a lot of friends. And I wasn't really sure what that was about. But now at this point in my journey, I've learned that all that was is as I started to shift my vibration into a different direction, so too did the environment outside of me reflect that. And what that means is that those people that I was vibing with before, they just simply didn't resonate. They just don't resonate with me on that same level. And I'm not saying that one level is higher than the other or one is better or worse. It's just, we just didn't resonate anymore. Exactly. And it's so funny because there are so many people who are like, I'm doing something wrong or I'm being punished because I'm trying to change my life, you know, because I've lost so many people in my life when I started doing things that were better for me. And it's like, no, you just don't resonate with those people anymore. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I 100% agree with that. And that's just how the universe itself works. The way that the universe works is that everything that is a part of you, let me rephrase that, everything that is a mirror image of you is going to be shown back to you. And uh, one thing that I came across sometime last year is that the universe is literally you inversed. It's the reflection of you. It's a reflection of who you are as a person. So when you're going through certain things and you start noticing that you're on these patterns and the patterns might be what we would consider negative, then you should really take a look inside of yourself and say, OK, so what am I doing? to bring apart these patterns, because clearly I haven't learned that lesson. And the same thing happens in the reverse side, right? So once you start really loving yourself on the inside and you start vibrating and resonating higher internally, so too does your outer environment reflect that. But going back to what you were saying about how people a lot of times associate that uh, transition as negative, what it is, is it's all a part of a cycle, right? It's all a part mm -hmm. of the pendulum swinging. So in order for one thing to grow, the previous thing must die. It has to be destroyed. And it's not as harsh as it sounds. It just literally has to be let go. And in that time period where the previous thing is let go, there's that intermirum period where that next thing must grow and must flourish. But before a tree can be a tree, 
that seed has to be planted and that seed has to start to sprout. And it takes a while for it to grow and bear fruit. That is so true. <laughs> There's a beautiful analogy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. One of my favorite ones is um, there's this Chinese proverb, and I'm probably going to butcher it, so I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it's about the bamboo tree. And if you know anything about bamboo trees, when you plant them, they won't grow or sprout for the first couple of years of them being planted. So whenever a lot of times when people put things out into the universe and they're like, well, I'm not getting anything back. Well, understand that the more large of the thing that you're trying to manifest, the larger your ideas, more grand your ideas, the longer it takes to see that growth. So with the bamboo tree, while it might not grow over the first three, four five years, once it hits that sixth year, it literally sprouts out of the ground and it grows straight up. And what was happening is that because bamboo trees literally are, they're just super tall, right? And they don't have like a whole lot of leaves. And you would think that when the wind blows, it'll blow it over. But the reason that that doesn't happen is because it took that time period to grow a sturdy foundation. And you need that sturdy foundation in order to stand against the harsh winds. And bringing that back to the things that you're trying to manifest in life, you need to wait and allow for that seed to really grow out downward first. So that way, when something does come to shake you, because something's going to come and shake you, <laughs> be sure that you're able to stand strong and that whatever comes to uh, shake you and blow you, you're not going to fall completely over and crumble. You might sway a little bit, but that's okay. You can always bounce back. That is so beautiful and so true. And I love that. It's my son loves bamboo. And so he keeps asking me to get, you know, a bit. he's like, I want to plant bamboo seeds. And so that's actually very, a very unique thing. He told me it took a long time for them to grow, but I didn't realize it's because they started with the roots and then sprouted. With that being said, just because something was a value to you 10 years ago doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be a value for you now. So it's healthy to continuously reassess your values as you go about your journey. That is so true. That is very, very true. And, you know, it, for me, pretty much everything that I do, it's like, okay, is this aligning with my core values? Is this aligning with uh, my highest self, my highest good, you know, and <clears throat> because it's really hard to, um, sometimes it's really hard to make decisions from a place of love. So it's really important to make sure that everything that I'm doing is aligning with my core values. <clears throat> yeah, I definitely agree. And it can be challenging sometimes. And I think that's just us being human to uh, continuously make a decision based off of purely based off the feeling of love right and right. i do think that eventually we as humanity and we as spiritual individuals who are on our growth and our paths will get there where all of our decisions are made purely off of love but sometimes you just have to go and do what's a lot more <laughs> logical i mean we have a left and right brain for a reason and we that shouldn't very be relying 100% on the logic nor should we relying 100% on the uh, emotional intuitive side either you know I was um, listening to something earlier today and this guy was talking about uh, masculine and feminine energies as far as they are related to hermetic science and hermeticism 
And I think he hit the nail on the head when he was talking about how people view masculine and feminine as a sexual orientation type thing, such as male and female, when that's not what it is. It's more accurate to say that it's a yin and yang perspective. So right. you wouldn't have you wouldn't go all in on your yin. You wouldn't go all in on your feminine. You wouldn't go all in on your yang, which are I think I have them backwards actually. I think yang is feminine. <laughs> but you know what I mean? You wouldn't go all in on either the feminine or masculine aspects, the yin or the yang. You need to utilize both of those energies in order to be a whole person. That is very, very true. And the balance is super, super important because, and like you said, it, we have a left and a right brain for a reason. <laughs> it is the same thing with those energies. <clears throat> yes, for sure, for sure. And then there are things that you can do in order to learn to exercise uh, whatever side of the brain that you're not utilizing as much. And most people in America utilize their left side, which is the logical side, more so than they do the right, the intuitive creative side. And uh, in order to bring those two things into balance, it would be more beneficial for you to sit down and get into your creative space. You know, a lot of times people talk about going to go walk into nature and things of like that, but that's all grounding. That's all just getting back to Mother Earth and getting used to being out into a almost like a playground of creative energy. But you should take that creative energy, rather it behoove you to take that creative energy and literally start creating something. Doesn't matter what it is. You can, uh, you know, go be a chef or be a writer, start doing clay, start singing, start drawing. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to train these things into a profession. They can just be hobbies, you know, but simply just sitting on the sofa all day, watching Netflix or scrolling on your phone. Wow. I'm not saying there's anything particularly wrong with that. <laughs> you're just, you're ultimately just allowing life to pass you by. And uh, if you're, if your goal is to reach your highest potential, and most of you who are listening to podcasts and things like this, then that's probably what your goal is. Then get out there and find out what makes you happy and then pursue that. Agreed. Yes. And, you know, for me, like cooking, uh, I love it. It makes, it feeds my soul. <laughs> Writing feeds my soul. You know, there are different things. And it's like, when I start to do them, I am so happy and I can feel my soul singing. And it's like, you know, so when people come to me and they're like, how, how do I find, I don't even know what makes me happy. I'm, you know, so lost. I don't even know what makes me happy. And it's like, okay, what, what makes your soul smile? And, you know, and then uh, su maybe suggesting to do different creative things just so that they can find what makes their soul happy. You know, and it's like, you don't have to commit to something, you know, if you don't like to write, that's fine. If you don't like to paint or draw or uh, dance, that's okay. You know, you can, it, the whole idea is for you to just get out there and find what makes you happy. Yeah, exactly. Um, when my partner and I first met, he had issues, I won't say issues, but we oftentimes have this conversation where I would say, hey, what do you want to do today? Where do you want to go? Let's go hang out. And a lot of times I didn't really get a response. So at first I was getting frustrated about it. And I had a conversation with my sister and she was, she asked me if he had ever gone anywhere, if he had done anything or if he was uh, used to the small town that he had grew up in. And I had never thought about it from that perspective. 
And uh, I went up to him later and I was like, um, do you just want to go try some different things? Like, are you open to trying some new things? You don't necessarily have to like it, <laughs> but if you've never done it before, would you be open to just trying these things? And he agreed. He was just like, well, yeah, I'm down. I just didn't, he said that he didn't know pretty much any of the things that I was talking about. Therefore, he didn't have an opinion about them in the first place. And we did plenty of, we literally went on to a uh, cross-country road trip and we just saw, you know, the continental United States. And fun fact, uh -huh. this happened during COVID. And uh, uh, while we were traveling is when COVID started hitting and then the country started shutting down. So I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm currently in Phoenix. So when we got to Atlanta, my dad just looked at us and just told us to go home. I was like, why? What's going on? He's like, the country is shutting down. We don't know what's going to happen. And I was like, oh, my God, we still have like a week and a half left of our trip. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so we ended up just booking it back to uh, Phoenix. And even that short time period, it, he just learned so much about himself and he was able to grow from there and now he loves art he paints he actually makes jewelry does all these different things now like that's great you know i can't help because those aren't my my areas of expertise <laughs> <But>. <laughs> okay i did want to uh, touch on chakras because uh in our initial conversation you had so many interesting things to say about chakras and meditation <laughs> and so um if you could just really quickly um Yes, definitely. So uh, one of my main focuses is the chakras. And I do focus on the seven main chakras inside the system. There are some that exist outside of the body. However, I think that it's very important that we bring the ones into the body that are within the body into balance first before we start seeking to access the ones that are outside the body. And the word chakras is actually Sanskrit for will. And they represent wheels of energy that are within the body. So starting from the base of your spine, we have the first chakra, which is the root chakra, which is associated with the color red and uh, has to deal with fear. And it also deals with safety and stability. A lot of times when people's root chakras are depleted, they feel, I'll say unsafe and insecure. Um, but that doesn't necessarily show up in ways that you think that they do. A lot of times people in America have financial insecurities and because of their financial insecurities, it makes them feel unstable and it's difficult to move on to that next stage because you're constantly focused on your finances and things like that. Right. So in order to bring that chakra into balance, one, what you want to do is Focus on what you're afraid of and then ask yourself, why am I afraid of that? And ultimately, what you're going to find is that there's nothing to be afraid of. You're safe, you're secure, you're okay. And then as we bring in energy to charge the root chakra, I also want to say something else about the chakras and about charging their chakras and things like that. One thing that I feel that a lot of people get misconstrued is that all chakras are depleted. That's not true and that's not the case. And what you want to do is bring your chakras into balance because your chakras can be overcharged just as much as they can be undercharged. Right. 
and trying to find that balance is what we're aiming for. For instance, somebody who has a hypercharged root chakra oftentimes um, might be, <laughs> forgive me, but a little delusional about their situation and, and uh, might need to bring themselves um, might need to bring themselves into reality a little bit more. And uh, you have people who are stuck in their lower chakras who are too fixated into reality, which is a whole nother thing that I'll get into. But <clears throat> just, the important thing is to bring yourself into balance with each one. And not to stick too much onto the root chakra, <laughs> uh, which is again, located at the base of the spine. We have the uh, sacral chakra, which is located uh, near where your belly button is, right near the navel area. And it's associated with the color orange and your sacral chakra deals with creativity and is blocked by guilt. So a lot of times when we feel guilty, we have blocks in our sacral chakra and it helps to, it helps to uh, find the things that are that you find creative and the things that you find pleasurable within yourself. And pleasure doesn't necessarily mean uh, sexual interactions and things like that, but what makes you happy. And right. once you find the things that makes you happy, you're able to release some of that stagnant energy that's within your sacral chakra. Moving up to the third chakra, we have the solar plexus chakra, which is represented by the color yellow. And that one deals with shame and it is empowered by willpower. And oftentimes what makes us feel shameful tend to be some things that we picked up in our childhood that we felt were, uh, that someone else told us rather wasn't okay. Right. And as we grow into adulthood, we tend to hide those aspects of ourselves because we were always told that they weren't okay. And that brings about that feeling of shame. Right. And it can be very difficult to release that because basically you have to get into the reprogramming of that childhood trauma and say that, no, that's okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. And this is who I am as a person, but it takes a lot of willpower in order to do so. And once you're able to break through that barrier and utilize the willpower to release the shame, you can use that same willpower to honestly be a force to be reckoned with in this world. You can use that willpower to see through all of your aspirations, all of the things that you're trying to manifest, and just to grow as a person. Now, these first three chakras are all what we call the lower chakras. And they're all rooted here in our physical world. And a lot of times people get stuck in the first three and find themselves just very attached to physicality. Um, if you ever meet a very secular person who doesn't really believe in spiritualism, doesn't believe that there is a higher power or anything like that, everything is physical, then that individual will ultimately block themselves off from their upper chakras. Now, these people do tend to have a lot of very physical success, but if you've ever met a person who seems like they have everything, you know, millions of dollars, the beautiful home, mm -hmm. but they're still unhappy and they're still sad, they're still depressed, a lot of times that has to do with the fact that they block themselves off 
from their intuition. They bought themselves off from spirit. They bought themselves off from source. And so, yes, you have physical success, but you are never able to cultivate yourself spiritually. Right. And there are ways to get past that as well. But one, that you have to accept the fact that there's more to this world than what we can see with our physical eyes. <clears throat> Excuse me. But moving forward, we have the heart chakra. And the heart chakra is associated with the color green. And it deals with love. And uh, when uh, we don't have that love, and more specifically, it's the love for thyself. And that's the most challenging love, I think, that we as humans can find or go through or try to experience, you know, because it can be difficult to find those aspects about yourself that you love. Uh, I was watching this um, rabbi speak not too long ago, and he made a comment that I thought was very interesting, and he said that if you take into account the fact that we are but a less than a grain of sand floating throughout space on a larger grain of sand that's surrounded by essentially a bubble, <laughs> you know, like that sounds strange, but because we are those grains of sand and we are humans and we sit on earth and we have an atmosphere, we don't think that that's weird. We don't think that that's right. Supernatural by any means, you know, but it's all supernatural. There's a intelligent design behind all of this. Everything came from something, you know. So once you're able to connect with that form of everything or that form of something, if it's God, if it's source, if it's nature, whatever name that you want to give to it, that's when your crown chakra is more open and you're able to make those uh, connections. Now, the latter three chakras, throat, third eye, and crown, those are all your upper chakras. And one thing that I notice in the spiritual community is that we tend to focus more on our upper chakras than we do our lower chakras. And what that means is we tend to be very fixated and to the intuitive side of things. And we oftentimes neglect like our bodies or our physicalities and more of the material world. And right. again, we look at the chakras and the idea is to be in balance. We're not saying that one chakra is better than the other. We're saying that I should be in balance within thyself and within the world and within the universe. So it's very important for us in the spiritual community to do a few more grounding exercises as opposed to the individual who focuses primarily on their lower chakras. It's important for us to get out there and talk to other people because humans are social creatures by habit, you know? And uh, at the same time, it's also important for us to share and spread the knowledge that we gain, the our intellectual prowess, if you will, as far as intu intuition is concerned, but to also not be so focused on it and to release it and let it go back into the universe. 
But yeah, <laughs> hope I need a good job. That was, you know, it's interesting. That's the uh, strangest way that I've explained the chakras so far. So I don't know why I explained it. <laughs> but... <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Um, and it is so funny because when I did start on my spiritual journey, um, I was very, very fixated on my upper three chakras, you know, because, well, I'd gone through a lot of trauma and I really <laughs> wanted to make sure that I was hearing my guides, you know, <laughs> it's like, I want to be sure that I'm doing the right thing. Right. You know, and I feel like, I mean, a lot of times people talk about the chakras, they get really focused on, again, charging them all instead of looking at which one needs to be charged ones might need a little energy to be let out and what you uh, really want to do or one thing that you can do actually is take the chakra that's hypercharged you can actually push that energy to a different chakra to help balance it out but that's more like advanced chakra meditation type stuff <laughs> <laughs> we could always sit down and talk about that as well and how to do the difference between top-down meditation and bottom-up meditation, because most of us do bottom-up, but some of us, like myself, need to do top-down, so. Right. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I definitely need to have you on again. I know I, I had a list of things I wanted to discuss with you, and we barely touched on them, so. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> no, 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 because I wanted to talk about everything you talked about today. I just, I was like, I'm going to have to have him on again. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I look forward to coming back and, you know, sitting down talking with you. This has been so much fun. It has been a blast. Thank you, Dexter. Uh, this is Dexter Morton with Chakra Wonders. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>